You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Rob Ober. Rob, thanks so much for talking with me today. Great to be here, Brainerd. Rob, we're on uh, talking on August 9th in 2022, and we're going to talk about your work. Uh, but but where are you right now? I, I know you're in an unusual place. You're on an island, correct? Yeah. So we uh, in the summers we live on an island. Um, it's uh, right off the coast of uh, Portland, Maine. It's a 15-minute ferry ride to Peaks Island. And um, and so so what's happening there? You're I know there's a show at Shrine. We can talk about Shrine. We can talk about the show and your and your paintings, um, which are up right now, right? Should we should we jump right into that show? Talk about a painting, sure. Napoleon, or, or go through them. All right, sure. So whatever you want to do. I... Go ahead. Yeah. So you 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 what? Well, I mean, I, I want to talk about your painting or whatever you're doing right now. I don't know if you're working out there, but we can talk about that show, but. And shrine, or um, or what you're doing right now? Like, like what what's happening out there? Are you kind of taking a break, or or painting, or what's happening now? So yeah, no, I'm taking a break right now. I I painted pretty intensively for uh, four months leading up to the show in Kent, Connecticut, where I paint, and um, I did probably forty or fifty works over the course of that period and um and then in late june after the show well not late june after the show uh we came up here um and i've just been kind of chilling out reading watching films um and i have done some painting uh i've been working on some some smaller works um and uh so yeah that's what i've been doing and we'll head back to connecticut and probably a week and a half and so in the meantime, that show is still up at Shrine, right? As we speak, it's it's August 9th, but the show's up till the 22nd. It's going through the end of the month. I think it I think it goes, I think this is the final week, and I think it's up through the 13th unless Scott extended it. But as far as I understand, it's it's through the 13th. So let's let's talk about the show. I mean, the title, Motley sure. Crew, Seems seems appropriate, and there'll be some images in here, and, and, and uh, listeners can look at the site. Um, mm-hmm. But why Motley Crue? That has a num- number of references. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny when I first suggested that. Um, you know, Scott asked me. I said, "Are you a Motley Crue fan?" Uh, referencing the band, and I said, "Not really." Uh, I mean, I like some of those those big hair bands from the from the seventies and eighties, but. Um, no, I just I like the term motley because um, there's such a um, I'm showing such a diverse group of paintings, and um, so I thought it made sense um, given the fact that the word motley means you know kind of diverse elements clashing. Um, there's a lot of different work in that show, um, so we just thought it would it would work, and um, there's always kind of been a, a kind of a, uh, a a punkish quality to my work and so um there was something about you know referencing the band too that in my own eyes made a little sense so let's talk about the the characters in your work i mean you know we can jump into 
any of them that are that are there in in this show, mm-hmm. but um, but there's a there is a cast of characters that you're that you're working with, right? And there's also a, a certain a certain amount of themes, but um, yeah, just the just the characters are these recurring characters? How do you see the characters that you continue to work with? You know, painting is painting is very mysterious to me. Um, I certainly recognize that there's certain motifs or, or characters or images that resurface in my work. But, um, you know, it's, it's um, I never consciously set out to um, explore a particular theme uh, or motif um, when I'm working. Um, it's, it's, for me, um, you know, the creative process is much more mysterious. And um, the less I know where a painting is headed, um, the better. So um, I don't really set out to um, explore certain motifs or, or, or um, develop certain themes in my works. They just surface while I'm painting. So to talk Does about some of the, the the work in there, yeah, yeah that that makes sense. At, at the same time, though, yeah. there seem to be these like narratives in there, right? These like, and then mm-hmm. some of them are full of symbols, like like the painting Angel, which is one from this year. Um, there's there's a figure who has, uh, uh, you know, one arm and and there's snakes wrapped around them and a mm-hmm. sword that's pointed down and what looks mm-hmm. like a moon. There, yep. this feels um, this feels like a narrative, like a story, not like a painting that that you didn't know where it was going. It feels like there's something really, really specific going on here that that the viewer could look at for a long time, and I suppose interpret several ways. But this looks very intentional, or, or, or correct me if I'm wrong in terms of like what's happening here. Well, you know, um, I did a series of paintings that that. Um, clearly reference um, my experience um, as a kid um, living with icons. So I grew up in the Soviet Union as the son of a U.S. diplomat in the 70s and 80s. And um, some of the first art I was exposed to as a child um, were Russian icon paintings. Um, so I was there in the 70s and the 80s, and they were everywhere. Um, even though the Soviet Union was officially an atheist state, uh, when you would visit the, the, the private homes of, 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 of Soviet citizens, um, the, these icons were everywhere. And um, so, you know, I was exposed to those at a very young age. And um, some of the most powerful experiences I had as a, as a kid was, um, was walking into Russian Orthodox churches and um, experiencing, you know, the candles and the beautiful um, icons all over the walls. Um, so I think a lot of my art is exploring these images that um, I experienced as a child, whether or not it was in India or um, or Russia or even Florida. So. Um, I don't know if that's answering your question, but um, I think I look at that. I look at that painting, and I see 
references to my experiences growing up in India um, and also, obviously, in the Soviet Union, um, that painting in particular. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, I can, I can see the sort of icon reference, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, of course, looks like you were, I mean, in this particular painting, it looks like you were traumatized by those icons. This is kind of a disturbing take on an angel, right? It looks kind of, um, I, I don't know, it looks, it, it, it's a very dark take, right? We see snakes and what looks like blood and dripping. It, it feels like um, yeah, the, the opposite of what you'd get from an icon, almost like, yeah, the icons that you saw were, were somehow very troubling and disturbing, whereas most of the icons do look, I imagine that you saw in India and in Russia, they're kind of, they're kind of tranquil looking almost, right, and very symbolist. Yeah, that's funny you say that because, of course, when I look at, when I look at that painting, um, there's nothing that troubles me about it. Um, but that's what makes art art, right? Uh, that you and I would look at the same painting and have a very different experience. That's, that's exciting to me. Um, you know, I, I just want to kind of restate that um, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of, of any ideology or, or even narrative um, underpinning my work. Um, and, and if, and if there is a narrative um, that surfaces into my work, it's, I think, purely accidental. It's certainly not me, um, you know, setting out to do that. But um, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe there's, there's there is. Some, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean just there. the titles. Well, and, and yeah. if we look at one, like, and maybe this is more like in India, Cosmic Foreplay. Um, and I really love yeah. this painting. But there's yeah. something going on here, right? These are two people, um, yeah. you know, that are like sexually aroused. Things are happening. They're touching one another. Yep. It seems, you know, like um, yeah, like like it's getting pretty exciting. So yep. in, in this case, I mean, is it is it is it is it a stretch? Or I mean, you can stop me, but there there is a story here, right? This is about this is about sex. This is about intimacy. This is about yeah, foreplay. Yeah, this is no, about I, two people. Yeah, I don't want to suggest that, that there's not a story or I, I guess you're right. I mean there's obviously some kind of narrative um that 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 underpins the work. I mean there's there's clearly something happening here. Um no, that was me that was me just kind of as I dug into that painting, I was thinking about, well, what's sex gonna look like a hundred years from now or two hundred years from now? And um you know, are are we gonna be Kind of this, our human beings are going to be kind of a hybrid um, of, of of half human, half technological. What's that going to look like? And and you know, there's something kind of absurd about um, the painting. Um, but um, I just at at the end of it, um, I felt really good about that painting. And and Scott and I talked about whether or not we should include that include that painting in the show. And I. And there were, you know, there were a lot of paintings he wanted to include, but he only had so much space. But I, I fought to include that one. And um, I don't even know why. I just, um, maybe because there is a body of work that I haven't shared that is very sexual. Um, and, uh, you know, I imagine, I hope in the future that, that I'll have an opportunity to, to, to share the work that deals more with my own sexual experiences. You know, I have a whole body of work that 
that that deals with my experience of growing up in the United States, suburban America in the 70s and 80s, and my experience of, uh, you know, uh, with with Playboy magazine and Dirty magazines in the 70s and the 80s, and and um, there's a whole series of paintings that deal with that, and and they're kind of weird and funny, and um, as you would imagine, um, any adolescent's experience with with Playboy would be if 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 a, a grown adult like myself tried to um, paint those experiences. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of things I I want to explore my art, and 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 that's certainly um, one theme that or one one topic that um, that I enjoy exploring. Just my own sexual experiences from adolescent to the to the present. Well, I'd like to talk about that more. Is, is that something that's, um, I mean, because you said like that almost didn't make it into the show, the painting Cosmic Foreplay. Are all the yeah. other, the whole group of paintings that you're talking about dealing with sexuality as a, as a teen, are those typically not exhibited? No, I mean, we, we just, I, I think that, you know, um, we decided for this show um, it would be more fun to show a mix, and that's what we decided on. But um, there is a, a, a kind of a body of work um, that I imagine in the future that we will share with the public that um, that deals with the subject. Um, you know, my sexual experiences in, 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 in suburban America in the 70s and the 80s. Um, but I, I think... You know, and a lot of those works include collaged elements, actual centerfolds in the paintings. And um, I just don't think it was the right time to, uh, to include them in this show. Um, the show just wouldn't have um, held together as well as, 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 as it did. Scott, Scott really did a great job. Uh, well, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I mean, the whole idea of yeah, sexuality and what and, and what to put forward at what time. I mean, I remember I was in there was a printed matter edition a while ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of great artists and and uh, and a lot of it was sexually explicit. And and I remember mm-hmm. talking to the director then, say A. 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 Bronson, and he said, you know, is it surprising? But it seems that sex doesn't sell. He said, um, and I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, I'd like to say sex is sex does sell he said but we can't sell this edition you know hand signed prints by all these great photographers and he said and i think it's because nobody wants to put this up on their wall you know they'll keep it in a portfolio but not on a wall and that was sort of i thought that was such an odd comment it's so interesting and 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 wondering if that's part of what's like playing into that series you know why doesn't it go out or or our whole relationship to our sexuality right what do we say what don't we say how much do we talk about it or not how much is expressed in paintings? Because usually it's, it's, it's not. I mean, the only other painting that painter that comes to mind right now is like Lisa Yuke Savage. And, and, and I remember seeing her studio and how there was penthouse magazines in there from the seventies. Of course, that's not about her experience with that, but, but mm-hmm. figures come from that perhaps. And so, um, yeah, what do you think about that? This this idea of, I mean, you said one day maybe these paintings will come out. It wasn't the right time. Is that also because of uh, where we are socially, culturally, sexually, in terms of exchanging ideas about sexuality and how we digest them? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you make a really good point. I think that 
Um, I, I certainly don't think that um, Scott and I were, 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 you know, were thinking along those lines. Um, you know, concerns about how the how the public would absorb those paintings. Um, the decision not to show them was was simply based on the fact that we only had so much space. And 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 to be honest, um, um, some of the best work in this. Uh, so, so some of the best work I produced in the last five months was 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 with the exception of Cosmic Foreplay, uh, not part of that series. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean I think um, you raise an important point, and and of course, the, the, you know some people might be offended by seeing uh, a, a painting um, that included uh, Playboy imagery from the 70s and 80s, but. You know, look, my, my responsibility is to art. It's not to the art market. That's for others to concern themselves with. My responsibility is to art. And what that means for me is I have to continue to make myself completely vulnerable as an artist and be willing to explore things that that make me uncomfortable and make other people uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, um, what people do with the art, whether or not they show it, um, that's that's really a decision um, left to others. Um, but I will say, in this in this particular case, I think it was it was more well. Some of the best paintings I produced over the last five months were were not sexual in their orientation. Um, although you know they're they're they're, they're I, I think if you look at all my work, including the uh, any works with snakes, I mean I, I'm sure. Uh, a psychologist would have a field day with those paintings and say, ah, well, actually, there, there's something pretty sexual there, um, even phallic. So, um, but but you raise a really interesting point. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a subject that yeah we we always seem to kind of I mean it's a, it's a culture sort of step around in some ways. Um, partly, well, I would we are you know we are yeah. I do teach American history, and so I, I certainly am aware that we're passing through a, um, um, an interesting moment um, in, in, I guess, um, an interesting moment, an important moment in 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 trying to understand um, human sexuality and. Um, so I don't want to dance around this, this, this topic, but um, I understand certainly there's risk associated with putting those kinds of paintings out there right now. They might be misinterpreted. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think there is kind of a, a neo-Puritanism in, in, in play right now that would lead some people to uh, misinterpret my paintings. But... Um, that certainly isn't going to stop me from from showing them down the road. Um, as I said before, my my responsibility is to be um, as honest I can, as honest as I can about my experiences, and um, let other people judge. Yeah, I I, I appreciate that, and, and and I agree. So to talk about just one more painting in there, because it's a, it's a beautiful yeah. show, and there's a lot of different paintings in there. I mean, it's um. Mm-hmm. It's an intense show, really. You know, the the, the, mm-hmm. the imagery is um, 
it's very varied, really. There's a lot of things going on in this. The one painting, uh, Dirty Ketchup, um, that seemed a little different than the rest in terms of what's happening there in, in, in the space. I mean, Napoleon is maybe the only one that comes uh, a little close to, to using space that way. But it's... Yeah. Um, it's it's a really unusual painting, and to, and to me that looks kind of kind of sexy too. You know, there's something something going on there that I don't quite understand. But there's a tongue and a mouth and all this red, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, I don't understand the title, or I, I could interpret it. But does this one feel like it stands apart to you? It, it's something something seems unusual. I, I keep looking at it, thinking I'm looking through my mouth into another mouth, you know, yeah. um, which is which is what it looks like, right? I'm I'm kind of looking. Uh, uh, as if I'm in the back of somebody's throat, looking out yeah. of that at someone else's face, right? Is, is that correct? That's what I'm looking at, right? Yeah, I've done a I've done a a bunch of paintings where I kind of explore um, reality uh, through the through the lens of the mouth, looking out. Um, I've done it with wolves. I've done it with humans. In this case. Um, I just thought it would be interesting. I, I, somewhere along the way, I did it with alligators. I've, I've probably done it more with alligators than anything else, um, any other creature. Um, it's just interesting for me to explore um, reality from that vantage point, from the mouth looking out as opposed to the eyes. Um, and there's something, you know, um, that's a very personal painting too because, you know, I remember, I remember the first time... Um, kissing a girl and not knowing what to do. Um, uh, I knew I was supposed to use my tongue. And um, the experience was just, was was odd and and funny and, and kind of absurdist and beautiful all at the same time. And I'm definitely attracted to um, imagery um, where, I'm attracted to imagery based on experiences where I felt lots of different things. Um, particularly, I'm, I'm particularly attracted to moments that 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 are both um, are everything at the same time. Um, beautiful, tender, absurd, funny. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, so and 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 in terms of titles, you know, uh, I don't overthink titles. Um, there was something about dirty ketchup that I liked, so I just I just went with it. Yeah, but 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 like the titles, it. you know. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, the titles. What's going on? I was just going to say I like that. No, the, the I, I was what? I was I I was going to say I again like my paintings. I I I certainly don't want my titles to uh, lead the viewer to 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 conclude anything about what I was trying to say. Um, you know, um, I've been reading a lot of. And maybe this is, um, I know you were going to, you said that you were going to ask me yeah, what I was the, reading. The, but the, the last question is, yeah, what do you Yeah, do? yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been reading this wonderful book by Andrei Tarkovsky, um, the great Russian filmmaker. Called, the, the book is called Sculpting in Time, where he's talking about um, filmmaking and that process and, and art in general. And... Um, where was I going? Where was I going with this? We were talking about dirty ketchup. Oh, titles. Yeah. And um, there's a wonderful line in there, and I wish I could remember it, but basically where he says, um, 
the more ambiguous um, the visual imagery is, um, you know, the, the, the less it feels like there's a message, um, um, the less accessible the work is to um, intellect, um, the more powerful the artwork. So, um, you know, if, if, a, if an art critic goes to one of my shows and looks at my paintings and, and cannot pinpoint exactly what I'm trying to say in the painting, then I, 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 I consider that a successful painting. Um, it's got to be ambiguous. Um, that's, that's where the power of art, I think, ultimately lies. Um, the, the painting kind of takes on a life of its own. Um, not, I mean, of, of course, open to interpretation, but, but not one interpretation. I like that. I agree. Um, Rob, I want to, I want to wish you well in the show with those links here so people can learn more. And thank you so much for talking with me today. Hey, it's been, it's been great to be here with you, Brainerd. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.